Hey, y'all, it's your girl Maria, the spiritual homegirl, and I wanted to talk um, a lot, actually. <laughs> this week is homegirl week, okay? So this is the week where a spiritual homegirl turns another year. So spiritual homegirl will be six years old on the 15th of September. So because I'm feeling so great about what's been going on with spiritual homegirl, I wanted to podcast every day. Monday through Friday. So from now until the 16th of September, we will be talking every day, sometimes twice a day, depending on what's going on. But I wanted to be very, very clear about this topic. Um, disclaimer, before I get into my usual note of gratitude, I just want to tell you now, we'll be talking about Jeanette McCarty and her book. And the book is called I'm Glad My Mom Died. It could be triggering. It could not be triggering. So I'm just giving you a heads up before we get into it. Because I want to talk about toxic family dynamics, um, policing of survivors of abuse and their sentiments. And I want to talk about protecting children, whether you're in Hollywood or not. So those are the three things I want to talk about. So before we get started, I'm going to go ahead and give you a moment. Collect yourself, compose yourself. If you want to listen, take some deep breaths. Go ahead. Come on, let's breathe together. That's one. That's two. That's three. All right. Y'all ready? Okay, let's roll. So with that being said, y'all, y'all know I can't do any podcast episode without thanking you all for listening. So thank you for listening, boo friends. Out of the tens and thousands of podcasts that are out there in podcast land, you choose to limit your ears once a week for about an hour or so. And I hella appreciate that. First things first, if you missed the founder's rate, and I got roasted by a mentor of mine. <laughs> My mentor, okay, first of all, for those who don't know, I have an off-app membership community. Anybody can join. Um, it's called the inner peace posse. It has bite-sized content for you to understand, um, monthly challenges, monthly, uh, posse parties where we meet up virtually. You can ask me any question, get some home girl coaching on the spot, as well as quarterly speakers, um, meditations, affirmations, bonus content, a lot of content, right? Over the last few weeks, we've been kicking it up. So I, <laughs> I told my mentor, my founders rate. And she, her, I'm talking about her jaw hit the flow. She said, girl, you charge what? You priced it at what? I said, yeah. And she said, why the hell would you do that? I said, because I wanted to show love for those that had faith. Because anybody that bought the Inner Peace Posse membership at the Founders Rate would be grandfathered in to have that rate for a lifetime. So for those that knew the rate and did not buy, I'm not going to say you made a mistake, but you slept. I will say that because that rate will never be that way again. And for those that did take advantage of the rate, shout out to y'all. Y'all will stay grandfathered in that rate for the entire duration of this membership. It don't matter if it's 2025. Y'all will still pay that very low founders rate. Now, my mentor said, girl, you better than me. <laughs> but at the same time, I get what she was saying. Based on my experience, based on my credentials, I should be charging more. But the founders rate was just a, a one-time temporary rate. It was never meant to be the standard of how I was going to charge moving forward. The price has gone up because the value has gone up and it will continue to go up as the value continues to increase. So if you would like to join the inner peace posse, now would be the perfect time to join. I'm actually going to start talking about moon phases and educating there on the 20, hold on, 
25th. So in 13 days. So if you're hearing this podcast on the 12th and you want to join, you might want to tap in, get caught up on some of the other information before moving forward. If you have seen this podcast or heard this podcast and you're listening to it on the 22nd, you might want to join. If you're even listening to this podcast on the 27th of September, October 2nd, you might want to join because we'll be going through the moon phases in real time. So that's the hint of what I got going on. We have a lot of content, like I said, that we've been doing. But at the same time, um, this stuff will be ongoing. So if you're if you're joining early, you might want to get in and catch up on the content. If you're joining late, you might want to come in and catch up on what you missed. So again, you can check out innerpeaceposse.com, 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 or, or you can click the link in my show notes, either or. You might want to join now. I'm actually going to start a higher tier for those that need a little bit more homegirl attention that'll be sooner than later but as of right now i want to keep it cute with the um with the membership now while we get that um handled so i'm really excited people like to think that social media is like a form of like growth and i'm like yeah kind of sort of not really so for me like i said a lot of my energy has went into the inner peace posse creating um content and making sure that i tighten the community up as much as possible to serve you as best i can so, yeah, like I said, bite-sized content, quarterly speakers, monthly challenges, monthly virtual meetups, lots of content to help you get the skills in your toolbox to boss up and navigate the journey like a boss. Emotional and stress management tools are my specialty, so we will be rolling with that. So, going to today's talking points. Toxic family dynamics. We should talk about them more. And I think that our society does not talk about them more because it requires exposing of dirty laundry. And a lot of us have been taught to keep it in the family. Don't tell nobody. But secrets make you sick. Like my grandmama say, secrets make you sick. And for me, I'm not about being sick. So to see Jeanette McCurdy expose her quote unquote dirty laundry, to me, I think she's healing herself. I took that as a form of healing. The same way folks look at crying as a sign of weakness, I look at crying as a sign of strength and as a form of healing. You're cleaning your liver. You're getting that stress off of you. You're recalibrating yourself. So with Jeanette, some folks said, oh, I wouldn't have did it that way. Well, the good thing about her journey and your journey is that your journey is yours and hers is hers. I think that everyone loves to, not that I think, I know. I know a lot of people love to police people. And it's like the energy we spend policing other people on stuff that we know absolutely nothing about in terms of not walking through her shoes, not knowing what people have gone through. We could really spend that energy working on ourselves because there's a lot going on around the world. A lot. You got climate change. You got pand- multiple pandemics happening at once. You have, you know, rights being taken away. It's so much stuff we could focus on. They're worrying about what somebody is feeling and how somebody is expressing about something that harmed them. It's just it's just weird to me. I love the fact that the toxic family dynamic is being spoken about because there's a lot more toxicity than we're willing to admit. Because sometimes toxicity is a norm for people. And sometimes folks do not know that their normal is not, (laughs) quote unquote, normal or healthy, I should say. It's not healthy. And speaking on it, you know, gives people the opportunity to assess because everyone likes to kind of compare not saying that you want to be like somebody, but, you know, sometimes you may try to find um, a sense of relatability in what someone else is going through. So therefore, you may end up finding yourself silently comparing, you know, some of the dynamics to your own. And I think there's a lot of people that might have realized that their family dynamic was not the healthiest through that book or through these conversations. 
and they're going to probably challenge it, question it, or heal from it. I think that was a great seed that was sown because a lot of times, you know, we're taught not to question our parents. They're automatically putting authority figures because they're our parents. And we don't realize that our parents can only do the best they can based with the tools that they're giving, the healing that they may have or have not have done by the time they have children. Being a parent doesn't mean you're always right. You're still a person first. Before they were mommy, they had a first name. They had a life. They had their own experiences, their own upbringing to deal with, their own traumas to deal with. And hopefully, prayerfully, they've healed that before having children or they were healing it and have tried to atone for some of those things spilling over into their parenting with their children. But with Jeanette McCurdy, a lot of people are, are starting to speak up about, you know, their moms not being the best mothers or their dads not being the best dads or, you know, the grandmothers, grandfathers, aunts, uncles, abusive, you know, family dynamics and, you know, favoritism and abuse and all you know i'm enjoying seeing that because only by being aware of the problem and confronting the problem are you able to really get the understanding needed to make your next step your best step when it comes to how to process and how to heal right so i'm glad she's speaking on it and i saw the polarity of oh you know i wouldn't have done that Of, of course you wouldn't that's why your journey is yours and hers is hers again but, you know, I'm seeing I'm just I'm just happy the conversation is moving forward because it should. Now, the other thing, oh, I just knocked out two in one. Well, no, 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 not necessarily. Let me say this one point about abuse and I'll move to my third talking point. So people think domestic violence is just exclusive to partners and in a sexual relationship or relate a romantic relationship. But it's abuse between family members. Ex-husbands and wives and ex-partners. Um, it's just, it's so much. It's not just same sex. It's opposite sex. It's, it could be so many different variables when it comes to abuse and domestic violence. And it does not discriminate. It does not have a perfect quote-unquote victim. It does not affect only this community or that social economic status um, or people, group of people. It doesn't affect people who don't have college degrees. It doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't discriminate. It doesn't matter about your sexual identity. It doesn't matter. It It's rooted in power and control, right? And when something is so universal, like power and control, it does not have a particular circumstance or racial circumstance or, you know what I mean? So it's, it's interesting when it comes to Jeanette McCurdy, because her relationship with her mother was abusive and it's been a lot of policing of her tone and her reasoning of why she decided to do this. Oh, you shouldn't speak ill on the dead. Oh, that's your mom. That's still your mom. And I just think that at some point we collectively, cause I'm never above my own advice. I'm never above what I say. Y'all know this as a society, we're going to stop doing that one day. Cause that, that logic is just as harmful. We cannot tell somebody how to feel about feeling how they feel when their abuser dies. It doesn't always have to be a celebration. And even then, I'm not going to judge. That's not for me to deal with. That's not my personal actions that I'm responsible for. I'm not responsible for that. So I'm not going to feel like I am. Folks got that Jesus complex. They want to feel like they have to. No, you don't have to atone for everyone's sins. Who are you? So I'm not with that. I'm not with the savior. Oh, you shouldn't. No. Not for me to deal with. And I had to grow out of that because in our society, we're taught to judge people like that. 
we're taught to worry about other people and not worry about ourselves in, in the name of fake religion. Because a lot of that stuff is fake in the sense of, before you get mad, in the sense of it not being taught properly. A lot of people have misused a lot of religious beliefs and a lot of religious texts and they weaponized it to make it subjective and it's not cool. It's not cool. They have lied to us about what is actually this and that and what's in there and until you realize that it either is in there but in a different context or it's not in there at all you start realizing that a lot of stuff that you was taught was not cool and some of that stuff was rooted in abuse <laughs> even that even the teaching of certain religions was taught in the, in an abusive scope of wanting to weaponize and take things out of context to continue a cycle of power and control and i can tell those that are still indoctrinated because they they find themselves excusing abuse because somebody was somebody mama that's how you know you shouldn't feel that way that's still your mom your mom brought you into this world yeah made her life a living hell while she was here how are we allowed to tell people how to feel about that if that was your mom and you wouldn't do that cool at least you know that regardless that's your mom and whatever whatever that's fine but it's not for us as other people who do not know her experience and the pain that she's endured it's not for us to tell her and other people who have survived abuse at the hands of their family. It's not for us to tell them how to feel. That's unfair. Imagine somebody telling us how to feel about things that's happened to us. You wouldn't like that. It almost sounds just as abusive to try to make someone dismiss their abuse for your personal validation and acceptance. Now that's the bar. Feel free to run that back. But the third talking point is protecting our children. So, yes, Janelle McCurdy was a child star. She was in Hollywood. She was in a place in an entertainment industry that a lot of our children will never see. Because they may not simply have the aspirations. But I think people are not realizing that protecting your kids really starts at home. And what I mean by that is. Some folks may dismiss her story and say, oh, she's a child. She's a child actress. She was rich, whatever, whatever. No, because some of the most predatorial behaviors are actually done on social media. And it took a lot of videos exposing these behaviors. I've seen them on TikTok, actually. I knew there was always knew there was a perceived threat as a as a millennial. You know, we were one of the, we were the first generation to kind of have that hybrid before Internet during internet life now gen z is literally they was born into the internet like that's they don't know a life without internet existing and being accessible because it always has been collectively now if you know there's individual circumstances folks may not have had it okay but collectively the internet was always there these smartphones were always here they were growing so gen z is a little bit different but as a millennial i remember seeing you know like i remember new york undercover and I remember watching the episode where Chief, I'm showing my age now, Chief's daughter met a guy on the internet and went missing and they thought she was dead. Or even now, like, I mean, to catch a predator. I used to love watching that show because I used to love seeing them get caught because they was using the internet to prey on children. So, you know, we've always, at least millennials have always had this understanding of there's predators on the internet. So be careful, at least the people I know in my generation. So when it comes to um, nowadays, um, I'm seeing a lot of child accounts get popular. 
and I'm seeing a lot of ch- people who like posting their children um, online, and, that, and that's cool, right? Nothing wrong with having a child account, child influencers, to a degree. There's nothing to me, because I'm like, you know, at some point, you know, I've seen situations where this woman had her child on live and was in, you know, was braiding his hair or something like that. And the, and the people in the comments was asking, was he a boy or a girl that kept misgendering him on purpose? And he's upset and he's crying and, and the mom keeps going. She don't, she just says, oh, don't give him your attention. And I'm like, I get the sentiment, but you're an adult. Your brain is developed. You know, your boundaries. So you know what you're not going to put up with, but your child don't. Your, your child probably no older than 10 years old. And with his brain growing and him understanding his feelings and emotions in relation to this thing called the Internet and social media, I personally don't think a child can handle that. I would not have posted that online either. Somebody's bullying my child online. The live is over. Ain't going to be no teaching moment for these people. No, I'm going to protect my child. I'm not going to sit here and do no coaching session in front of my child for no for no for no audience. That's personal. But that's just me, though. That's just my personal opinion. But. That's what I mean when I say protect your children, because, you know, we love our children or our nieces or nephews or godchildren or foster children, adopted children, whatever. We love our children the way we love them. But our love is pure. We don't know the love of these strangers that engage with these accounts or with our content. So not am I saying you need to stop posting your children? No. What I am saying is be very mindful of who is following and for why. I seen an expose series of I'm trying to remember where I saw it. Oh, goodness gracious. I can't even remember. Long story short, I saw a lot of videos on TikTok that were exposing these predators that like these child accounts and their comments are innocent. But when you go through their likes, all they like is child content. They weirdos, bro. Like they predators. And. These children don't, I mean, these children's parents don't know because they're just thinking they're doing some innocent posting a child in a tutu or in a costume or, you know, and they don't even realize that there are predators that literally are only following them to get to their kids. It's weird. It's some weirdo behavior. Pay attention. Or it's people that's so proud that their children go into school and nothing wrong with that because school is starting for a lot of people on the West Coast right now. It's people that's really excited to show, hey, look at my child. We're going to first day of kindergarten, first day of fifth grade, first day of high school, you know, and they're showing the uniforms that have like school name. If they have some embroidered on them, they're showing the school name or they're tagging the school or they're posting them in front of the school. I'm like, don't do that. Please don't. Because what you're giving is a stranger. While you thinking it's innocent, your profile public and your life is your life and you're going to share whatever. That's cool. But everybody don't have the attentions you do. So the same way Jeanette McCurdy's mother could have protected her from people that she shouldn't have been around. We can do the same thing for our children, our godchildren, our adopted children, our foster children, whatever you want to call it, nieces, nephews. We can protect our children and our lives and our villages the same way. By making sure that we restrict their access as to who can have access to them. People talking about my life and my life is this and that and other. I'm not going to sit there and hide. It's not about hiding. It's not about hiding your life. It's about protecting those that are in your life. And if Jeanette McCarty has somebody that protected her, would it really matter? No telling how her life would have turned out. Would she have been a Hollywood star of her magnitude still? Who knows? 
but she wouldn't have had the trauma that was associated with that. Just something to put on y'all's head to think about. So the takeaways for today's episode are one, the more we bring awareness, personal awareness of toxic family environments, we're in a better place to let the healing begin. It's easy to deny a problem than admit that it is a problem. Because to admit that there's a problem means that you may need a solution. And you might need it sooner than you think. But it's easier to go along to get along. Because sometimes wallowing in the BS of your issues or your abuse, sometimes that's easier than getting help. Because sometimes unhealthy environments may be all we know. So I'm glad that people are speaking up about it so that folks can do their own self-assessment. Also, you know, abuse, it's not for us to let folks feel how they feel about abusers and what happens to those abusers once they are no longer living. And it's also imperative that we protect our children. So I hope those, um, I hope that, I hope that, what country want to say? Let sizzling your spirit. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, I hope that um, y'all feel where I'm coming from with this because it's it's a very fine line between sharing and oversharing. It really is a very fine line. Because we are so comfortable being online and sharing our lives with people, we don't realize that we're sharing it with folks that really may not care. There are people who stalk people's profiles to see what's going on with their lives. It's folks that have their homeboys and their homegirls or their family members check people's profiles to see what's going on because they're blocked. So just being very vigilant with what you share and who you share with the entire world is very imperative. The way I look at it is if you are comfortable sharing it on like the summer jam screen, <laughs> for those that are out of country, just imagine your festival, your favorite festival in your homeland. If you're comfortable sharing your life with everyone in your homeland on a screen in real time and letting them watch you, then cool, share it. But remember, the people we share with, they remember stuff even when we think it's not a big deal. You know, whether it's pure intention or not. Like, for instance, I had somebody reach out to me. Now, this is a pure intention story, but someone reached out to me about an episode I did in 2016, two months ago. I said, dang, I forgot I did that episode. I'm, all, I'm close to 300 episodes. So I've done so many. Um, I know what I say, but in terms of just immediately recalling it, saying, hey, you remember what episode 12 is? No, I'm not going to remember that. That's why I'm glad I got all my stuff in on paper so can't nobody, or in audio, so can't nobody say what I said. No, the audio said exactly what I said. But I was very happy to hear that someone who had just found my podcast two months ago got value out of an episode I did six years ago almost. So I'm just saying, some things you think ain't a big deal, folks remember. There was a time where I posted uh, me in a club dress from way back. And somebody said, I remember you in the picture with that black dress. I'm like, damn, you remember it? <laughs> like, how do you remember it? So I'm just saying, sometimes the things that we think are insignificant, some people hold on to that a little longer for whatever reason. So just be mindful. Homegirl loves you. You know that. I wouldn't say that if I didn't. But with that being said, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Leave a review, please. And thank you. I want to meet more of my peoples. 
people's meaning. I want to meet more that are those that are about bettering self and spirit from a homegirl just like you perspective. Because that's what we do here. We just got some more experience and credentials this time around. You feel me? So also, if you still want to join the Inner Peace Posse, the rate is good now. For all the stuff that we're doing and about to do, you might want to sign up very, very soon, okay? We have our quarterly speaker coming up this week, and we would love for you to join us and ask her your questions live. She is actually a former guest of the Spiritual Homegirl podcast, um, Isette. Isette will be going over herbs to help with stress management and anxiety. Now, again, you better check with your doctor, okay? But at the same time... Make sure you ain't got no allergies, but she'll be going over some herbs to help us with de-stressing. Um, and you can ask her questions and things like that. So, yeah. Don't forget to sign up for the Inner Peace Posse. Click the link in my show notes or go to innerpeaceposse.com. So, with that being said, happy Monday. Have a beautiful wee boo, friend. Make it yours. Oh, that reminds me. I need to actually... Um... Oh, I got to post something in the Inner Peace Posse. Let me go ahead and give them... I got to give them something. Um, I got to post them something for them to roll with for this week. So with that being said, y'all, don't forget. Join if you want to join and see what I'm telling them, what I'm doing. If you want to join the moon um, education module of our membership, you might want to do that. And with that being said, this has been another episode of the Spiritual Homegirl podcast. My name is Maria, the Spiritual Homegirl. And remember, trust the journey and trust yourself. Love y'all. Peace.